1: FS DJ nation what is up what is happening we are back again we are on to week seven hope everybody's having a good week this week um but uh we you know we actually get a Thursday night game where some points are being scored it's 28 to 17 in the third quarter of this game Uh, almost surprising to see some points here used to seeing uh, you know those seven to six type games uh all year but regardless of that we are on to week seven. We are looking forward to the main slate. Maddie is back with us again this week. He is off the IR. We have activated him, and he is back in this week. But we were hoping to get Debro on this week, but then he had something come up. So uh, eventually, we'll get the three of us back onto a show again.
0: Yeah, we'll get a three-man going again here soon. It seems like maybe next week might be the week.
1: Yeah, we can. But it's came. good to be back. Yeah, well, we're happy to have you back. So, that being said, uh, Walito in the chat dropping the super chat, appreciate you, Andy. Andy Dalton his butt cheeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I'll say one of those wasn't on him. Uh, one of those picks was not on him anyway. So let's just go ahead and dive right in, shall we? So, at uh, quarterback position, we have starting off Lamar Jackson at 8K, Patrick Mahomes at 7,800, Justin Herbert at 7,200, Joe Burrow at 6,900, Dak Prescott is finally back. and Could he have had a better matchup to start the season? At sixty seven hundred dollars against Detroit, Tom Brady sixty three hundred, Russell Wilson, Mister Broncos Country, let's ride, <laughs>
0: Mister Subway.
1: Yeah, has at sixty two hundred, and then Aaron Rodgers is at six K, and that wraps up our six K and above quarterbacks this week. Cody, did I miss the Fanduel cash game breakdown? You did. Uh, you you'll have to wait until after the season for that to happen, because that is never going to happen here. So
0: anyways i think you clicked on the wrong stream
1: yes i I think you're at the wrong place (laughs) uh uh maddie uh what are we doing at quarterback this week
0: uh so you'll you'll like this um once again the chiefs are coming in at literally no ownership and let me just run run you through some of these uh 49ers injuries Uh, Nick, Nick Bosa missed last week with a groin injury. He may, he may come back this week, but even if he does, that's, you know, only one piece to the puzzle here. Um, they've got, uh, a defensive end Jordan Willis. He's on IR. Javon Kinlaw was placed on IR, uh, last week. Um, Eric Armstead's still DMP DMP this, this week in practice missed last week. Uh, they've got another defensive tackle Maurice Hurst. He's out for the season. Uh, a linebacker Aziz Alshahir, he's on IR. Um, Emmanuel Mosley's on; a, he's out for the year with a torn ACL. Charverius Ward, uh, he left the game last week. Uh, Jason Verrett is supposed to come back, but he's you know testing his injury. He's got soreness in in his knee from ACL recovery, so his uh, return is slow. And then Jimmy Ward is supposed to play this week with a cast on his broken hand. Uh, so that is a 49ers defense that is going to run out a bunch of secondary scrubs that we just saw Marcus Mariota and company just trounce all over them last week. And anytime I can get, you know, a Chiefs at 3% owned, uh, I have heavy, heavy interest in that. So uh, Mahomes is is the guy I like at the top for, for low ownership. And anytime it seems... Anytime that Mahomes goes off, uh, usually takes Kelsey with him, and nobody's going to play Kelsey at 8K either. So, I mean, you you really have to pay a lot at 16K for just two guys. But I mean, that's two guys that can get you 60 points when when they combine together. So, um, definitely have interest in playing the Chiefs here. Um, I'd probably go back to the MVS. Well, I know he you know had a big old goose egg last week, but um, I don't think I don't think it's a Juju repeat performance. I think MVS is going to eventually score here. And he's really been their leading receiver this year. So um, I like, you know, rounding out that Chiefs stack with that. But um, I also like Lamar. Uh, the Cleveland defense has also been dealing with a ton of injuries, and, and they've just frankly been not good. Uh, so Lamar is, is somebody I have heavy interest in, but need to pay attention to the Mark Andrews injury. Um, he's not been practicing this week. They said yesterday was a maintenance day, but he popped up on the injury report with a knee injury. So he's missed two straight practices already. Um, if he were to be out, I would have, you know, much less interest in Lamar. Um, but assuming Andrews plays, I have a ton of interest in Lamar because we've seen, you know, what Lamar can do in the first two weeks when JK Dobbins was not back yet. And, you know, they're not going to just sit there and rely on Kenyon Drake. So Lamar is going to essentially become their running back. Like we've seen Kyler Murray do for the Cardinals with no James Connor. Uh, these, these running quarterbacks tend to, to have more design runs and, and tend to drop back more, which leads to more scrambles. So. Um, I really like the Ravens to to get right here. That you know they've they've lost a quite a few games they shouldn't have lost <laughs> this year already, and and you know they're back uh, playing a divisional opponent here that they should be able to run the score up on because Cleveland's defense has been one of the worst in the NFL. So, um, with with Dobbins dealing with uh, Dobbins should play, but he's they said he's been dealing with knee knee soreness, um, and that's why Kenyon Drake took over the lead role uh, this past week. So. That's kind of why I, I like Lamar to take on a bigger workload this week. It sounds like Dobbins' knees is, is starting to give him some issues coming back from his his uh, torn ligaments from last year. So, um, Lamar and Mahomes up top, and obviously, uh, as we move down, you know that Chargers in Seattle game is the highest total game of the week, and for good reason. I mean, that's two teams also that are not playing defense. Uh, so Herbert's definitely in play, and Geno Smith should be one of the more popular, but options this week he's only 5600 but the seattles have one of the best offenses in the league this year so those are two guys you can absolutely stack up um from that game herbert and the chargers or gino in seattle uh and then outside of that uh joe burrow is getting a matchup with atlanta and we've seen uh you know what he can do uh over the last well really over the over the last week he scored 35 dk points and we've seen cincinnati run it up on on teams before and Atlanta doesn't I say run it up but Atlanta doesn't really get blown out they they played a lot of close games this year so I think that game could play a little closer than, than what most people uh give it credit for so I definitely have interest in Burrow as well
1: yeah yeah I mean in, you know last week was probably their first like really big game he's had all year um with the 35 that he dropped last week um he did I guess he did have 26 week one but other than that I mean that was a really good performance but there's a lot of really good matchups here I think to choose from and uh, one, uh, I'm going to have a ton of Dak Prescott at 6,700. He's coming back from injury, but he's definitely 100% healthy, ready to go. There's a lot to like here with this game uh, with Dak. I mean, right now they have the highest implied point total on the slate at 28. The, the, it, the point total has risen all the way up to 49 points. Wouldn't be surprised if it gets to that 50 mark before the season or before uh, Sunday. The lines allow the fourth most DK points to quarterbacks. They're also 32nd in past DVOA. There's a lot to like here with this game. This is a really bad defense here for Detroit. And so, you know, for Dak Prescott's first game back, I think 6,700, whether you want to pair him with CeeDee Lamb, you want to pair him with Michael Gallup, I think all of those guys are certainly in play. So I absolutely love uh, uh, attacking this Dallas-Detroit game. I think this game could go absolutely nuclear. Uh, on the other side of that, Detroit's getting all their all their weapons back. DeAndre Swift should be back. Uh, I'm say Brown should be 100% healthy. When he was on a pitch count the last time they played, coming off third bye. So I think between those two options right there, or between that game itself, I'm going to want a lot of uh, attention on this game. And then, um, you know, I think uh, Justin Herbert uh, has really struggled the last two weeks, um, only putting up 14 and 9.42 DK points each of the last two games that he's played. But this is a really good spot for them as well, going against Seattle. He's 7,200. Keenan Allen uh, likely isn't going to play this week. Uh, I think there's probably a better shot that, now that it looks like he you know, that since they're on bye next week that maybe he returns after that. But still, I think Justin Herbert, whether you want to pair him with Austin Eckler, who saw 16 targets uh, last week, um, I think him Justin or Austin Eckler, Mike Williams, and even uh, somebody like uh, Joshua Palmer, as long as he clears concussion protocol, I, I think all of those guys are in play. Jer- uh, Gerald Everett as well, and I don't think a lot of people are going to really play that this Chargers offense because of how how they've looked lately. So 7,200 Justin Herbert. And then from there, I think if you want to get leverage off of what is going to be a very, very chalky Josh Jacobs, I think you could go to Derek Carr 5,900 here against this Houston team on the road, or excuse me, at home um, against the Texans. And so, uh, you know, they they can definitely be had on the air and through the ground. And so I I do think that this is another direction uh, I think that you could go. And I think you'd get really nice leverage off off of what is going to be an extremely extremely chalky Josh Jacobs. And then I, if you want to pay down at quarterback, I have some interest in going with a Matt Ryan at $5,400. I don't his, hate that. Against this Tennessee defense. The Tennessee secondary is really bad. Um, You can, uh, the only thing that would worry me because it sounds like Jonathan Taylor should also be back. So there uh, is that. Is this going to be like that kind of ground and pound, slow paced type game. But uh, I do think Matt Ryan, who's coming off his best game of the year, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, there's a lot of pass catchers here, Jonathan Taylor, especially if they can get this play-action game going with Jonathan Taylor. But $5,400 Matt Ryan, if you want to pay down at quarterback, I think you could do that. And then I also have some interest in Trevor Lawrence as well at $5,700. Trevor Lawrence has played pretty well this year. He's been utilized on the ground as well. I think he scored one or two rushing touchdowns last week. I know he had one for sure. But – uh trevor lawrence right now uh, has been pretty solid so far to start the season and you know he is getting a little bit through on the ground he does have two rushing touchdowns on the year he's averaging about only about four carries per game but he's also top six in red zone carries where he has seven carries inside uh and in the red zone as well so um i do think trevor lawrence is is another direction he could go the giants In my mind, I mean, they really haven't played a lot of, like, really explosive offenses uh, so far to start the year. And not saying that Jacksonville is, you know, this, like, world-beater offense, but I definitely think they have the pieces to be able to, uh, you know, put up some points here. So Trevor Lawrence, I think, is another uh, way you could go if you want to pay down a quarterback.
0: Yeah, I looked at Matt Ryan originally, um, and I think the way I'm just going to approach that situation is just play Alec Pierce by himself. Uh, because I think I have the same concerns that you have. I don't know with if Taylor comes back. I don't. I just don't know that th- that the volume is going to be there uh, for those guys. And they played in a shootout last week uh, with Jacksonville. And obviously, you know, Tennessee's always been good, but that just seems like a game where both teams just want to pound it with their their star running backs. So um, if I'm going to play that pass game, I'll probably just play Pierce as a one off, just because he's 4,500, and I can you know he can get there on you know six targets. He I don't. I don't need a shootout for, for Pierce to get there. So um, definitely think that's interesting. And, and for the same reason you like Matt Ryan against Tennessee, somebody that caught my eye and I don't, I, I, I want to do some more digging into it, but Aaron Rodgers is 6k against the Washington commanders who are probably the biggest pass funnel defense in the NFL. I mean, they just absolutely stuffed the run, and AJ Dillon's not been getting. You know, they're not just handing the ball off to AJ Dillon, uh, and they want to get Aaron Jones more involved. And that doesn't just mean turn around and hand the ball off to Aaron Jones. That means you know get Aaron Jones involved in the pass game, let Aaron Rodgers you know get get going. And why can't Aaron Rodgers go for three hundred and four or five touchdowns here against a really really bad Washington secondary?
1: Yeah, it's just, man, this that offense has looked so bad. I mean, he was somebody that we talked about last week uh, and something that we kind of thought that maybe could be kind of a sneaky option going against the Jets. Now, of course, the Jets' secondary is, is far superior with Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner, uh, who's played really, really well so far to start this year. But um, it's just, there's not a lot uh, to love with, uh, I guess, this, just how this offense has looked. They look really broken, and Aaron Rodgers has played great, but. I mean, he's only 6K. I think I, it is a cheaper stack with, you know, with whether you want to go with Lazard or Romeo Dobbs or even Robert Tanyan, I think are all in play. So I definitely, I don't hate it. And obviously this is a much better matchup. I think on the surface, I think especially when you just kind of look at it, and say, oh, it's the Jets, right? The Jets' defense sucks. But in reality, the Jets' the Jets pass defense has actually been uh, pretty decent this year. Really, it's been outside of their slot corner. Um, has been really where you want to attack them, but past that, They've done a pretty good job so far against the uh, pass. That's because their two outside uh, corners have done such a have uh, done such a good job uh, against the pass so far. I mean, really, if you look at the Jets so far; they're 15th in pass DVOA and they're 12th in rush DVOA, so they're almost top 12 in both categories. So they've done a really good job of limiting uh, opposing offenses. So I actually don't mind that call with Aaron Rodgers. It's just, you know. Uh, eventually you feel like they they have to have a big game where they just go off, right? Like where he has one. Yeah.
0: And when they do, I mean, we know what the pieces are, right? Like, I mean, I guess if Sammy Watkins comes back, that muddies the waters a little bit, but didn't, didn't Cobb get hurt last week?
1: Yeah. Cobb got hurt.
0: Yes. Yeah. So yeah, Cobb's out. Let's see. Well, Watkins on IR, but he's designated to return. Yeah, but I
1: mean it's Sammy Watkins, you blow on him you know, a little too hard and, and right. So know.
0: I guess the point I'm making is we know if Rodgers were to explode, Lazard, Dobbs, and maybe maybe Tunyon. And I mean, Christian Watson should be back, but like why can't Lazard and Dobbs beat those Washington corners all day long? I mean the the defenses that Rodgers has played so far. I mean, you just talked about how good the the, the Jets cornerbacks are, and they have been very good. Uh they played the, the Giants, which the Giants defense has been respectable this year under Wink Martindale. Um the Patriots, not a not a terrible pass defense. They're much more susceptible on the ground. Tampa Bay, they've had, you know, a very solid defense this year. Uh Chicago, not a great defense, but I mean they won that game twenty seven to ten like they should. So Rodgers only threw the ball 25 times, scored 17 points in a game he didn't need to throw. And then week one was was week one uh, at Minnesota. They got absolutely blown out, but that happened to them last year, too. So, like, really, I mean, only that Chicago game is the only good, quote-unquote, matchup they've had in, in terms of passing. And they won the game 27-10. to 10. And with Heineke being the quarterback, I actually think the Washington offense gets a bump uh, this week. I mean, we've seen Heineke ball out and keep keep games close. Now, he can make mistakes, but, I mean, it's a home game for Washington. So, I don't know. I just think I am could be doing all this talking and I probably won't end up on Rodgers, but I would not be shocked if Rodgers threw for, you know, 300 yards and four or five touchdowns. Just when I think I'm
1: out, they pull me back in. <laughs> no, I I think it, there's, there's a lot to like here with him, and I think there's a lot of upside here with his offense and with Aaron Rodgers and his pass catchers here. It is a stack that's not going to cost you a lot to be able to, to, be able yeah. to get to it. I mean, you Aaron, know, you know where it's at and it's, it's affordable. Alan Lazard is 6,100. Mm-hmm. I mean, Robert Tanyan is what? What is he? Where's he? Uh, 4,100 for Robert Tanyan. If you, I mean, even you really could go Aaron Jones too and utilize him because, I mean, his, his ability as a pass catcher, they're going to use him a lot there as well. He's 7,600. And so, like, I, there's a lot of, uh, I think, pieces you could go here with the offense that. And at 6K, no ownership, and a really good matchup against Washington. It makes some sense. It's just the offense overall has just looked terrible this year. So, Um, Other than that, do you have any other quarterbacks you want to hit on, or do you want to jump over to running backs? No, that's it. All right. So, at top, just like we did with quarterbacks, Christian McCaffrey is 8,400. Austin Eckler is 8,300. Derrick Henry is 8,200. Jonathan Taylor is 8,100. Nick Chubb is 8K. Saquon is 7,900. Leonard Fournette is seventy seven hundred. Alex Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, wrap up the seven k. And then once we get down to the six k, it is DeAndre Swift, Josh Jacobs, Damian Pierce, Brees Hall, Jam- Jamal Williams, Clyde Edwards-Helaire, Zeke Elliott, and Melvin Gordon wrap up the six k and above running backs. I can say for me, I I, I think that there's a couple of options here, um, at least in terms of the the six, especially the six k range because Damian Pierce I think is is a really nice play at 6400 he's played really well. He's actually uh, seen 11 targets in over his last two games. I don't have to go. I mean Josh Jacobs is in a is in an absolute smash spot for him. I mean he, uh, Houston allows the most DK points to running backs. They allow the seventh most rushing yards, tied for the third most touchdown. Houston ranks 29th in rush DVOA. The Raiders have the third highest implied point total and are eight point favorites, you know, um at home a, against this this Houston Texans defense. And so Josh Jacobs, but he's also going to be able what, like 25, 30, maybe 40% uh, yeah, rostered?
0: projected 40% right now.
1: And so, like, I don't know. Like, I don't trust him that much, right? Like, and I, I know Chalk has really hit uh, so far this year, but I just think there are other options you could really go to. And really, if you really just want to get leverage off of, him, I think even just going to Damian Pierce, who is 6,400 in that very same game, I think uh, isn't crazy to do because Damian Pierce has played really well. And like I said, somebody that started to see a lot more usage in the passing game. And then, uh, you know, I think actually, I'm going to hate myself for this, but Derrick Henry at $8,200. They're actually utilizing him in the passing game uh, lately. Uh, So he's seen six targets week three, five targets week four, and then he only did see two in week five. But, if he's going to be a little bit more involved in the passing game against this Indianapolis defense, like I think Derrick Henry at eighty two hundred dollars, um, I think is somebody that I'm going to have some interest in.
0: I'm not going to play Henry, but feel free.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't know. I, I just think this is a good matchup for him uh, against this defense, and it really has been the, the more so the utilization of the passing game uh, that he's been getting. Mm-hmm. I think that is, makes it makes him an interesting play. because, Yeah, because what? He had 58 receiving yards week three, 33, and then 30 uh, as well to go along with back-to-back 100-yard rushing games. And he has now scored a touchdown every single week going all the way back to week two. But I get it. He's $8,200. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to – I can't see myself playing two guys over AK, and I have a really hard time clicking Henry's name when Eckler's right there at the same price. Yeah, especially against Seattle, right? Yeah. I mean, Eckler's just been so good over the last three weeks. Like, he's, he's, uh, at this point, he's like, he's a lock for what, six, seven, eight receptions, somewhere in there. So it's a free, it's essentially a free touchdown that you're getting. And then if he scores twice, you're now up to 18 points already just from receptions and the touchdown. Now you throw in the rushing yards. He gets up to 60 to 70 which he normally does and you're looking at you know 24 25 points and throw in the receiving yards now you're looking at 28 29 30 it's a Eckler's just so good and i just think i think that seattle chargers game could end up shooting out and i don't think keenan allen's supposed to be back this week i know he's got a q tag but um he's limited and been limited in practice and it just sounds like he's not going to play and eckler's really taken off since uh, keenan's been out so um yeah it's it's eckler for me at the top and I, I i don't hate the aaron jones call that you mentioned uh i think joe mixon's interesting he's looked like like dust this year but i mean he's still getting you know the large workload um they didn't run him a ton last week uh but it's a much, much better matchup this week uh, against Atlanta as opposed to facing New Orleans. So, um, I wouldn't write him off. And he only had 13 touches last week, but still scored 17 DraftKings points. So, um, he's, you know, only got two TDs this year. That number should go up. Uh, 7k. I think the, that's priced in and with the good matchup, you know, I, I definitely think he's interesting on non-Burrow teams and you can even play him with Burrow cause he's, he catches bashless too. So, um, Outside of that, yeah, it's really hard not to like Josh Jacobs. I don't really need to say anything about him facing Houston at home, worst run defense in the NFL, and is going to have you know one of the best workloads uh, of the slate. So barring injury, I mean, there's it's just hard to see Jacobs not finish as a top five running back this week. Um, and then you've got fifty eight hundred dollars uh, Kenneth Walker. Uh, he's facing a another bad run defense in the Chargers. I have heavy interest in him and. Outside of that, I mean, I think that's pretty much going to do it for me. Um, obviously, you can play Brees Hall; he's talented enough, and you can actually you can actually run on Denver. Uh, so I, I think I think Brees Hall is interesting. Um, he's sixty two hundred, and then the other oh the other guy, Jeff Wilson, just put up a dud of one point last week, but um, I don't think that that's going to happen again. And Kansas City has been not the best pure rushing matchup but you can definitely you know have running backs that you know catch a ton of passes we saw singletary last week and he caught a ton of passes early in the game and they ended up getting away from that but i mean the chiefs defense has been allowing a lot of underneath receptions to running backs so i think jeff wilson's interesting at 5800 as well in a a game that should should be relatively high high scoring so that's pretty much going to do it for me though at running back
1: so I do want to mention Travis Etienne. I think he is a tremendous pay down spot at $5,400 against the Giants um, on the season. The Giants allow the fourth most rushing yards, and they also are 28th in rush DVOA on the year. So they definitely can be hot on the ground. Travis Etienne, we're starting to see his usage climb um, each, each of the last few weeks. He's also been a very uh, efficient runner as well. He's third in yards created per touch, 11th in yards per route run, and he's 10th in breakaway run rate on the season. And so Travis Etienne at 5,400, it feels like he's getting closer to kind of having that big explosive game where he really kind of takes over this backfield. And so Travis Etienne at 5,400 in a home matchup against the Giants, um, I do like that if you're wanting to pay down and you're looking for a pay down option here at running back if you're trying to jam in maybe a little bit more expensive wide receiver. um, I think if you're wanting to look for a pay down spot, uh, Travis Etienne I think is definitely um, somebody we should be looking at this week and then i'm surprised you didn't bring up Dak uh because this is an also elite matchup uh, against detroit's defense i mean detroit's defense is terrible you mean zeke or zeke that's what i meant yeah not Dak. um i think yeah uh zeke at 6k it's just God, i don't know pollard yeah uh yeah uh you, you're gonna get no arguments for me on that it's just uh i've seen a lot of people talk about zeke this week and really uh, wanting to get him in it's just, I don't know, was last week a mirage of, you know, his 13 carries for 81 yards. I mean, that's the best game he's really had in terms of just a more of efficiency um, that he's had all year. He's kind of looked dust. I still didn't see anything last week that made him look like that he was, like, back or something like that. But this is still a really good matchup against Detroit. Detroit's run Detroit defense is atrocious. And so it's not a terrible spot if you want to go to Zeke at 6K. But I also agree that you know if you want to go to Tony Pollard at 5700, I think is also uh, very very man or very very doable. Again,
0: the thing with Zeke is he's six k and he's not catching any passes. I mean his targets are one zero two one two two, so he essentially has to get you there on the ground. And I mean, yeah, he, Zeke can fall into two touchdowns, right? Just because of his his role uh, when they get down to the goal line. I mean, Zeke's their goal line back. So he, two touchdowns is absolutely in play. The question becomes, can he get you a hundred plus yards? And just with his, his volume, they, they are splitting carries. Um, like Pollard is, is getting just as much run on the ground as, as Zeke is. I mean, Zeke's got one game where he carried the ball 20 times, but outside of that, I mean, you look at Pollard's game log, uh, 11 carries, eight carries, eight carries, 13 carries, nine carries, six carries in game one. So um. I mean, Pollard's getting 75% of the carries that Zeke is getting, and Pollard is a much more explosive back. So I'd rather just take my shot on, you know, Pollard breaking one off for a long one and um, because Pollard – I think Pollard could hit the 100-yard bonus if if he scores a long touchdown. So uh, And he's going to definitely be a little more involved in the pass game. So that's why – it's just they're – dude, they're just – they're splitting the work. And that's that's why if it was like, you know, 25 as opposed to like 55 45 work, I'd be I'd be definitely more in on Zeke, even though he doesn't look as good just because the matchup is good enough to where he can fall into two touchdowns. But I'm just concerned his volume isn't high enough for him to to break the hundred yard mark, which I mean he's six K, so you're really gonna need that hundred yards, get the the three point bonus that puts you at 13. Uh, and then the two touchdowns put you to twenty five. That's what you're going to need that for a six k guy to, to win a tournament. So,
1: you think so? But I because I do wonder with um, this offense and maybe I, I think it may have to do with more Cooper Rush not looking to really uh, check down or utilize any of his uh, pass catchers. Because even Tony Pollard really hasn't been in, uh, very utilized as a pass catcher either. Week two we saw seven targets, but past that it's been one, three, zero, and three. Um, in terms of pa- pass catching usage, and so I, I do wonder uh, if how much of that was um, Cooper uh, was Cooper Rush versus what I think Dak Prescott will look a little bit more towards that.
0: Yeah, it's also been um, Dallas kind of they haven't really been playing in shootouts as well. Um, they've played. So the Giants game they played in front, the Cincinnati game they played in front, the Washington game they obviously played in front the whole time, the Rams game they played in front the whole time, then this Philly game is really the the last game, or the first game they've played from behind all year, except for week one when Dak played, um, so that's kind of, I think, why Pollard's targets haven't been there, but uh, yeah, I mean, with, with Dak coming back, they obviously should skew more towards the pass. And, I mean, they had one of the most expo- explosive pass offenses in the NFL last year. So, um, I mean, obviously, Amari Cooper isn't there, and that's big. And if Schultz, you know, if he can't play this week, that's also big because Schultz is honestly Dak's favorite target. So, um, it'll be big if he can't play. So, we'll see how that turns out. But, I mean, regardless, there shouldn't be – a ton of resistance on on the wide receivers but if schultz doesn't play i mean that makes me like pollard even more i would think he would become the safety blanket f- for dac uh, uh schultz got a full practice in today did he get it in okay yeah. okay so then he should be back and honestly I, I like schultz especially if you're playing Dak. nobody's gonna play him and he is he is dac's go-to guy he's 3600 all right, let's do what we normally do. And give me your – Unless you have
1: give me the running backs you really want to hit on?
0: No, it's it's just a handful of those guys for me this week. I'm not getting cute at running back this week. All right, give me your top three. Uh, Eckler, Jacobs, and I'm going to say Kenneth Walker. A little chalky, but it just feels –
1: well, I'll say this: this is what I'll say with Kenneth Walker is that he's in, this isn't a great this is a great matchup for Kenneth mm-hmm. Walker. Um, I mean, uh, the Chargers are twenty second, rush VOA, they are have the fourth most uh, DK points to running backs, and the only thing that worries me though is if they build a big lead. We haven't really seen this how this is going to play out when Seattle's trailing. Right? They won last week, nineteen nine, very ugly game. I because he's not utilized as a pass catcher at all, uh, Kenneth Walker. And so if if they're not going to utilize him as a pass catcher, they they trail. How much usage is he going to get, and do they abandon the run or some? Anyways, we know Pete Carroll will never fully abandoned the run, but um, that so that's the only thing that would worry me with Kenneth Walker is how this game script plays. But Chargers defense has not been very good, so I don't know if there's no. That think that, you know, I don't,
0: I don't see the Chargers blowing them out.
1: Yeah, so but that would be the only concern with Kenneth Walker, just because of his lack of pass catching volume and. Uh, the Chargers are six-point favorites uh, on that game as well, so at home. Anyways, um, for me, I think my favorite would be definitely Austin Deckler. It's hard not to love him. Um, and then from there, Travis Etienne would definitely be in there for me. And then I'm going to go with – you know what? I'm going to fade the chalk. I'm, I'm going to go Derrick Henry um, as the other option that I like if you're wanting to pay up. All right. So at wide receiver, we have Devontae Adams at 8,700. Jamar Chase is 8,200. Debo is 7,600. Michael Pittman is 7,400. Mike Williams is 72. Amon A. Brown is 71. Mike Evans, CD Lamb, uh, Keenan Allen, who is very questionable. Uh, DK Metcalf, T. Higgins, Chris Godwin, Cortland Sutton, Amari Cooper, Alan Lazard, Brandon Cooks, and Brandon Ayuk. Wrap up the 6K and above. So, Maddie. Hit us with some of these uh more expensive wide receivers you're looking to get in this week.
0: Who who if you had to guess, who would you say is the chalkiest wide receiver? Jamar Chase. CD Lamb is projecting for almost 30% ownership. That is for somebody that has scored what, 30 points maybe one time in his career so far? I mean, Lamb's fine. Don't get me wrong. Like he's solid. But he's currently projecting as a high zone wide receiver this week. When I just pulled up ownerships, and that is that is crazy to me. Um, now I think you know Lamb actually has been better with uh, with Rush. He's got better per game numbers with Rush than he does with Dak, which is funny. But um, anyways, I like uh, up at the top. I actually like Debo Samuel a lot. I mean, Kev, you you've watched every Chiefs game. You know that opposing wide receiver ones have absolutely obliterated the Chiefs this year. Um, but and, and if you know if you want to say like come like say Debo's not a true wide receiver one um i really like Ayuk in in the same coin uh it's if he he's more of a true true you know wide receiver than Debo is and Debo's just just such a really good all-around football player they get, get him the ball you know any way they can whereas Ayuk actually is you know strictly running downfield routes and um so i will probably have on my on my team one of those two guys especially with how much i like the chiefs on the other side um i think that that game is is prime for san francisco to have to keep their foot on the gas all game long uh, which is a a scenario we typically don't see for san francisco so um i really like Debo, and and i really like iuk and what was uh what was your rebuttal about to be uh,
1: well, some of that is – so the Chiefs have been without their, their first-round pick, um, Trent McDuffie, since week one. And I, I think he is going to bring a pretty big boost to this, the, the secondary because he is somebody that they were expecting to – I mean, really. And we saw it even week one. He played really, really well week one and really bottled up uh, Marquise Brown for the most part in that game. Um, and so he's been out this entire time. He is back this week as well as Willie Gay their uh, coverage linebacker that they have who uh, has been also been out suspended four games. So both of those guys are now back. And so I do think the Tripp McDuffie thing uh, is going to be a big deal because last week they started two rookie tight. i mean, obviously Tripp McDuffie is a rookie, but there's a big difference when they were starting a seventh round pick and Jalen Watson and a fourth round pick and Joshua Williams. So uh, they're going to get him back. And I think that helps uh, quite a bit. Shot Fenton was also out. We'll see if he's able to play. So, uh, they have been missing uh, probably their, their biggest piece in that secondary and Trent McDuffie. So he is back now this week. And so um, I, I think that uh, that we'll see how that displays now with, with him playing.
0: Yeah, that's, that's fair. I, I still think KC being on the road, if this was in Kansas city, I definitely have less interest in San Francisco, but with it being in San Francisco, I still think Debo and IU can, can put up points here um, against that, that chief's defense um, outside of the, the Kansas city guys. Uh, Mike Williams had 7,200. I mean, he is the pretty much the entire pass offense uh, for them outside of, you know, last week when they played Patrick Sertan in the Denver Broncos. Uh, This is not uh, the facing Seattle. Mike Williams should just be able to eat up that zone coverage uh, all game long, similar to what he did against Cleveland because Cleveland's been running a ton of zone coverage. Uh, He did that two weeks ago and he put up uh, 10 catches on 13 targets for 134 yards Didn't find the end zone And still scored 26 DK points So assuming Keenan Allen's out I really, really, really like the idea of Playing Herbert Eckler and, and Williams together And maybe running it back with with Walker on the other side Or or DK Metcalf Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time.
1: And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at
0: regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and, and stacking up that LAC-Seattle game. Uh, I think I like Metcalf a lot in that game. I mean, 6600 uh, against the Chargers, you mentioned they can't stop anybody. And Metcalf has really been Geno's uh, number one guy. Uh, 7, 8, 10, and 12 targets over the last four. He has only scored two touchdowns this year, but he is the guy that's heavily involved. He's got also uh, in week four against Detroit, which was that, that massive shootout game. Uh, seven catches, 149 yards, scored 25 DK points without finding the end zone. So DK Metcalf... Absolutely has a high ceiling here, and he's only sixty six hundred. So, another semi, you know, mid range piece for that highest total game of the week. So, I really like uh, that Seattle Charger game. Loading up on wide receivers there. Uh, T Higgins sixty four hundred is definitely way too cheap for him. He's getting back into getting full practices. I think he was removed from the injury report today. So, it's, is the same same situation we saw with Gabe Davis, right? Gabe Davis plays through uh, plays through an injury, an ankle injury. Uh, it is just out there going through the motions and, and playing at 85%. Scores, you know, doesn't do anything for two straight games. Comes off the injury report then the next game. He catches a, a 98-yard touchdown on the first first uh, drive of the game. So uh, I think a lot of the same can be said for T. Higgins. He's off the injury report now, practicing fully. Uh, he should be able to smash this Falcon secondary. and And if A.J. Terrell covers Jamar Chase, and Jamar Chase is dealing with a hip injury as well, it's all, all all more the reason for for T Higgins to absolutely smash uh, Atlanta. So I really like Higgins here. Um, moving down the list, we already talked about Green Bay. Lazard is absolutely in play at sixty one hundred. Ayuk's in play at six k against Kansas City. Uh, McLaurin at fifty nine hundred. Uh, he has historically been Heineke's favorite target, so I have semi interest in him. If you were to if you were to play at the Aaron Rodgers stack. McLaurin would be the guy that I would run it back with because uh, Heineke should should take to to targeting McLaurin uh, early and often. Um, still moving down further, uh, Dobbs at 5K is absolutely in play for all the reasons we talked about earlier. Uh, 4,500, Alec Pierce, he is in play. Uh, 4,600, sorry. Tennessee has gotten absolutely obliterated by wide receiver twos this year. Uh, if you go back and look at the Raiders when, when they played, uh, We were all, you know, salivating over Devontae Adams having this g- incredible matchup against this Tennessee secondary. And what did Matt Collins do? Matt Collins went out and caught a billion balls for a billion yards and <laughs> scored touchdowns. So it's been, it's historically this year has been the wide receiver too that has done all the damage against these Tennessee uh, corners. So I really like Pierce at 4,600. And then assuming Bateman's out, uh, Duvernay at 4,500 is another guy that I have heavy interest in. Uh, he didn't really do much last week, but. This is a much better spot for for the Ravens' offense to blow up than than it was last week on the road against the Giants' defense. It's been playing rather well, and it was a defensive coordinator that, uh, you know, was with the Ravens previously. So you know, he's kind of had an idea of how to defend Lamar. Um, this is just a much better spot for Lamar and the Ravens at home uh, against against Cleveland, um, with the Cleveland defense that absolutely should. Um, you know, give up a ton of points here because they've been one of the worst in the NFL. So I really like Duvernay here a lot at 4,500.
1: Yeah. So for me, I, I think this week I'm going to be looking at one. I absolutely love Higgins' call. Uh, he was somebody that I definitely was going to hit on. I think his time is coming to um, have a really big game. I mean, last week he did see 10 targets of that game. Didn't do a ton with them. Six catches, 47 yards, but if you look at this matchup here a little bit more, uh, the the Falcons are 23rd and past DVOA. Atlanta also allows the sixth most DK points and the sixth most. They've also allowed the sixth most, um, sixth most re- uh, receiving yards and the fourth most receiving touchdowns on the season as well. AJ Terrell is also banged up; he may not play, which is it would be a bit even worse because that's he's really kind of the main guy they have. Yes, Casey Hayward I think is also still there, but uh, Casey Hayward is not young, so. Uh, T. Higgins is definitely definitely in play for me at his price at sixty four hundred dollars. Chris Godwin, I think, is also a really good play. Um, the the Card- or the, me, the, the Panthers secondary is banged up as well, and so I think Chris Godwin now uh, he looks like he's a little bit more back. He saw twelve targets last week, six catches, ninety five yards in that game, but Chris Godwin could uh, go nuclear at any time, and so his his, his price at 6K, or six k sixty three hundred is just incredibly too cheap for what he uh, he brings. I definitely agree with the Alan Lazard call. I think he is certainly in play. Um, if you're wanting to put some pay down options here at wide receiver, uh, Michael Gallup. Uh, absolutely love him um, in this matchup against the Lions. If you're wanting leverage off of FCD Lamb's going to be absolute chalk, I think Michael Gallup can definitely be that uh, coming off his, in- his injury as well. Um, saw over 100 air yards last week in that game, even though he only scored 3.8 uh, DK points. Uh, he was targeted seven times, only two catches for 18 yards. We yeah, had, like I said, he had 100 air yards in that game. And so um, he's already has over a 30% market share of the air yards in this offense uh, since returning. So I do think Michael Gallup is a really sneaky play at $5,100. And I would prefer, you know, if you're going to, I think, you know, doing something a little bit different would be going Dak Michael Gallup and then like a Dalton Schultz and then fading CD Lamb if he's going to carry that kind of heavy ownership in that game against the Lions. So, uh, really do like Michael Gallup a lot at fifty one hundred dollars I don't think Joshua Palmer's going to play. I was looking at it. He didn't practice it today either. I would find it very highly unlikely that Joshua Palmer's going to play. And then if Keenan Allen also misses, I think that just raises up everybody else. I mean, that raises up Mike Williams uh, to even higher, probably amount of targets. But if you're wanting to get a little bit crazy, I do think you could go and look at a, uh, like a DeAndre Carter, who I think would then slide up to being their number two wide receiver. Saw five targets last week. But if, if Joshua Palmer uh, misses, as well as Keenan Allen, then I think somebody like $3,700 De- uh, DeAndre Carter um, against the Seattle secondary, I think uh, you could look at something like that as well as an option um, and, and down this, this 3K range of wide receiver. If you're wanting to get a little bit different, I think we could do that as well. Uh, if you if you want to play them, um, also I, I think a couple other options. If the if the if the Raiders do uh, get up quickly in that game, and uh, this really forces the Houston Texans to throw the ball, Nico Collins is also somebody who's been seeing a lot of deep targets on the season. Uh, he is definitely their preferred option as a deep threat, and he's really started to come really close to overtaking uh, Brandon Cooks. As the what looks to be could possibly be the wide receiver one in this offense right now. Uh, last time he played, he saw six targets in that game, Saw the same amount as Brandon Cooks. And that last time they played against Jacksonville, uh, he's starting to, uh, you know, put up some numbers. Uh, he has double digit DK points each of his last two games as well. So, Nico Collins at $4,200 in a matchup where they're probably gonna be playing from behind, they're gonna have to throw the football. Nico Collins at $4,200. Uh, you know, especially could break off one of those, you know, one, you know, uh, 40, 50 yard touchdown, I think is, uh, certainly, uh, in the range of possibility. And then Wondell Robinson also looked really good in limited opportunities last week at $4,500. They said going into that game, he was going to be on a pitch count, which he was, but he was targeted like of the 11 routes he ran last week. He was targeted, I think on four of those or excuse me, be five of those, um, uh, last week. So, uh, I, or yeah, t- excuse me, 10 routes last week. I was pulling it up. 10 routes, four, he was targeted four times on uh, those 10 routes that he ran last week. So they just don't have anybody else to throw the ball to right now with the Giants right now. I mean, you're looking at a, a team that's missing Darius Slayton. Darius Toney is out. Um, or excuse me, not Darius uh, Darius Slayton. Uh, Kenny Galladay um, is out. They just don't really have a whole lot of weapons. It's Saquon, Daniel Bellinger, and then you know, now Wandell Robinson. And Wandell Robinson is super explosive. He feels like a guy that Brian Dable is going to try to uh, figure out a lot of different ways to get the ball in his hands. Uh, this guy is the same guy, dude from um, Kentucky who ran a 4-4 um, coming out. So I do think Wondell Robinson, I think at 40, uh, what was it, 40, what did I have in that, 4,500? 4, yeah, $4,500, I think if you wanted to pay down, I think is another option you could look at. So those would be the guys that I'd kind of be looking at. Um, other than that, um, I think the really, really high price guys – Listen, everything applies, everything we just said with like T. Higgins applies for Jamar Chase. He had his first really monster game uh, this past weekend uh, with that 35 fantasy points. Like I said, this is a terrible matchup all around. Jamar Chase at 8,200. Certainly, uh, Michael Pittman, again, again, really bad secondary here. He was targeted 16 times uh, against Jacksonville. He is definitely the alpha in this offense. He's $7,200, or excuse me, $7,400. And then uh, if you want a runback option, I think I would definitely be looking at uh, the sun god, Amon Ross St. Brown at $7,100. He was limited in his reps the last time he played. That was always the plan. He's coming off by. He's definitely going to be 100% healthy. And this guy has, you know, 30, 40 point upside if this game really kind of goes nuclear. So Amon Ross St. Brown, I think is also in play at
0: Um, $7,100. Do you have any other wide receivers you want to hit on? No, I'm good on mine.
1: I feel like we hit on a ton of them. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Same thing. Give me your top
0: five. Top five, I will say Debo, Mike Williams, DK Metcalf, and let's go. Let's go off the board with uh, a little value, Devin Duvernay, if Bateman's out.
1: Okay, I don't mind that. Um, I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna avoid uh, the obvious of Jabar Chase, and I agree definitely. T Higgins. I'm gonna go Michael Pittman, Amon Ross, A. Brown. And then I'm going to go with Chris Godwin. How many do I name? Is that three that I was named? Yeah. You know what? Give me, give me Brandon Ayuk and Amari I Cooper. I didn't really talk about Amari Cooper. I guess I can really quickly just so I'm not throwing it out there off the board. Uh, Amari Cooper has almost a 30% target share in this Browns offense. Uh, he has 11th, he's 11th in market share of area yards. He's 15th in deep targets, 11th in red zone targets. He's kind of the, one of their only options. It's really him, David and and Donovan people's Jones, but Donovan people's Jones is much more, um, you know, he's much more of just that field stretcher, deep threat. But, uh, right now Baltimore has allowed the fifth most DK points to wide receivers. They've also allowed the second most receiving yards and the sixth most receiving touchdowns to wide receiver. And so definitely a uh, profiles is a game that, uh, this Browns, uh, this Brown's offense is going to have to throw the ball more than probably than what they want against Baltimore uh, to uh, keep up. Cause this Brown's defense is terrible and forcing them uh, to kind of get out of what they really want to do. with Jacoby Brissett. So Amari Cooper, I think is also a very strong play. It's hard uh, to really find somebody, especially down here. Uh, once you get further down uh, guys that are going to be able to you know give you, or uh, they're going to receive 28, to 30% of the, uh, of the targets in their offense. So, uh, I think Amari Cooper would definitely be in play. I didn't talk about him, so he's 6,100. Uh, he definitely would be a part of my uh, group as well.
0: Yeah, he's who I would, if you play Lamar, I would run it back with Amari.
1: Yeah. All right, let's go ahead and jump over to tight end so we can get this thing moving, get a lineup build. Uh, so at tight end, we have Kelsey, 8K, Mark Andrews, 7,400. Uh, Darren Waller 5,400, but I really don't know if he's going to play. Uh, he did not. He has not practiced uh, at all this week, and I am I don't think he's going to play. Uh, George Kittles, 5,300. TJ Hawkinson's 4,800. Kyle Pitts, still super cheap at $4,300. David Njoku, still super cheap at $4,200. Robert Tonyan coming off the 12 targets is 4,100. And then Gerald Everett is 4K. Maddie, who are we playing at tight end?
0: Uh, you have to like Kelsey and Andrews up top. I mean, the, tight end has just been an absolute wasteland this year. Uh, and those two guys just keep producing week in and week out. So, I have if you have a build you like with those two guys, absolutely run it. Um, If you're not playing them for all the reasons you talked about DeAndre Carter, I really like Gerald Everett. Uh, If, if they are going to be without Keenan Allen and if Josh Palmer were to somehow miss uh, Donald Parham's also dealing with a concussion injury. And it sounds like he hasn't even practiced this week. And it sounds like he's turning towards not playing um, either. And he had just came back last week. So Uh, Everett's been playing this year as, the pretty much the main one tight end, but Parham actually came in last week and got heavily involved. So if he's out, you know, that sends back to to Everett being the the one and only guy at tight end there. Cause you know guys like Trey McKitty are, are just terrible and not going to get involved at all. So um for all the all the reasons you mentioned Carter, uh liking DeAndre Carter, it makes me really like Gerald Everett against the Seattle defense that absolutely cannot cover the tight end position. So Um, And it's been, you know, it's their zone defense that they play. It's been a a thing that we've targeted them over the last two, three years. So um, tight ends against Seattle, absolutely love that. And highest highest total game of the week. Uh, So, you know, Gerald Everett is going to go be one of the lower owned pieces of that game and absolutely has two touchdown upside uh, there. So you, you could see, you know, a realistic six catches, 70 yards and two scores. And you're looking at, you know, 25 DK points at 4K from a tight end position. Everett's probably my pick to if somebody were to match kelsey and andrews this week i think it would be everett so he's probably the guy that i will end up on um as a value tight end and kate otten obviously he's in play he's gonna be he's gonna be very popular uh because people just love playing the tampa bay tight ends when they're the only guys out there um with freight you know having to get carted to the hospital uh last week um Otten is going to be the main guy and Carolina plays a ton of zone defense and you can pick apart them with the tight end position as well. So he's absolutely in play. And I think he's what a hundred dollars over him in price or something. So he is, uh, he is very, very cheap and makes sure makes you be able to afford a lot of guys. So I don't, I don't hate playing Otten either. He would be, he would be my super value guy, but I don't think he has the ceiling that Everett does.
1: Okay. uh, So yeah, um, I'm happy you brought him up. I think Kate Otten is definitely in play. I mean, we saw the one game with what he missed. He saw seven targets in that game, mm-hmm. the one game that he missed. But I also think that um, Dulcich as well for mm-hmm. the Broncos, who is min price, saw, you know, he scored a touchdown last week for them. the thing
0: with him is he's gonna be so popular that he's he's projecting as one of the highest zone tight ends on the slate. Which makes sense. I mean he's min priced. I think and everybody grew, just think watched so. him on national TV scored a touch a long touchdown.
1: Yeah, I mean and he pretty much ran a route, I believe, on like all but like two or three yeah. of mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's dropbacks.
0: He was heavily involved for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, um played sixty five percent of the snaps, uh ran twenty routes last week, three targets, you know, the two catches, forty four yards and a touchdown for him. Um he is in play, but you know, it's gonna be uh, somewhat It's gonna be um how much his ownership comes in at. But I also think somebody else that I think is certainly in play as well. He's a little bit more expensive, but he's $3,400, and that's Daniel Bellinger. We're starting to see him become more and more in this, involved in this offense. Um, he actually played 96% of the snaps last week, 24 routes run, five targets, two red zone targets for him last week, scored a touchdown in that game. He has now scored touchdowns in back to back. He had a rushing touchdown in week five, but this past week, um, you know, five catches, 38 yards, and a touchdown uh, for Daniel Bellinger. And, again, uh, I, so I, I think that at $3,400, I think for a value play, he would certainly be a direction you could look at. I 100% agree on Dalton Schultz at $3,600. Uh, nobody's going to want to play him. One, he, he's been hurts, and he was supposed to play it, uh, not that long ago, and he missed time. Uh, Or didn't even play. Uh, I think he re aggravated injury like right out the gate in that game. But Dalton Schultz at $3,400 or $3,600 at pretty much, I think, that very, very, very low ownership. And um, I definitely agree on the call you had for uh, Gerald Everett. The Seahawks have been atrocious against tight ends this year. Um, They have allowed the most DK points and it's not even close. The next closest so, uh, so far, Seattle has allowed uh, as, as roughly around 23.9 DK points on the season. The next closest is uh, on this slate is the uh, Raiders, who are allowed 18 DK mm-hmm. points. So it's almost yep. five, it's almost six, actually, uh, six uh, more DK points per game uh, to the tight end position. And we're talking about a, a situation here with, with with Gerald Everett where there could be a very, uh-oh,
0: somebody's yeah, traded. G- yeah, McCaffrey. I was I was I didn't want to cut you off, but I, I just clicked on the Oh over to Twitter the 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. So do do not play Jeff Wilson this week. <laughs> also, do I wonder not if, pl- I, I wonder if see I don't think CMC's points will count because he got traded, but oh, I don't know. Deonta Foreman
1: now becomes in play. Uh who they're playing the Bucs. Not a great matchup though. But Deonta Foreman, what is he?
0: He's probably Min price.
1: We're about to get people to jump in here. <laughs> I guess.
0: Yeah, Foreman is 4K. He's Men Price. Yeah. He went to Stanford, so that's where he's from.
1: Everybody's running out to their waiver wires right now to add uh, Deontay Foreman. Or I guess Chuba Hubbard for that matter. I'll do it for now and I'll figure it out later. Yeah, I don't don't know if it would be Chuba Hubbard, though, because Chuba Hubbard was terrible last year. I mean, towards the second half of the season, like late in the season, it was pretty much... um, they were they were running a committee, if you remember, uh last year, right at the end of the year, because Chuba Hubbard was playing so terribly. So I don't know if that is uh if it would be or it could be Deonta Foreman. I feel like it'd be Deonta Foreman, and then I think you'd see Chuba Hubbard mixed in as kind of the change of pace, pass catching back.
0: Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Foreman would be my uh my who I would prioritize between the two.
1: Now of course, this is a truly terrible match. This is not a good matchup against the Bucks. So do you how much, at least for DFS purposes, how much do you think he um do you think he's gonna he's gonna gain any ownership at 4K? No,
0: nah, I don't think so. I mean, there's a legit chance the the Panthers score what eight, nine points this week? I can't I just can't play a guy on the team that's not gonna score any touchdowns. Yeah, it you know, sounds I, like they're without Robbie Anderson, they're now without CMC. They're playing with a third string backup quarterback and I don't know, man. I Well actually
1: it sounds like Baker. I think Baker returned to the season. Uh Baker returned to practice They didn't he?
0: I don't know. I, I haven't seen. I honestly didn't even look at anything Carolina related because I have no interest in playing any of those guys.
1: <sighs> yeah.
0: Okay, let's get back into this before we Yeah, this could this could get off the rails. So let's uh let's we were we making such ra- good time. wrap this thing I mean, up. Just, yep, yep, we need to wrap this thing up.
1: This thing threw me off. Okay. So, you know, I think we were talking about with, you know, Gerald Everett. So Gerald Everett is 100% in play. Everything yep. everything lines up for him to be a great play. Um, Robert Tanyan, um, I think is uh, Robert Tanyan, David Njoku. I think all of those guys in the 4K range, like those, those three guys, Njoku, Tanyan, Everett, if you're not going to pay up a tight end at Travis Kelsey, you're not going to try to get up there. I think I'm going to drop straight down to one of those three options. I think all of them um, are there. And then Dalton Schultz in the 3K range. Daniel Bellinger I've already talked about. And then if you're really wanting to pay down, um, you know, like I said, I think I would prefer K Dotten to uh Greg Dulcich just because of how bad uh really this Broncos passing offense is
0: Yeah, and I just put up uh, ownerships just to check. Um Dulcich is the highest owned tight end at twenty-one percent. Uh next highest is Andrews at thirteen. Uh and then K Dotten at eleven. So everybody is playing. Dolchich and Otten this week. So Ever Everett, who we like a ton. Uh, he's like the 10th highest zone. He's five percent. So that is probably where I will end up at tight end this week. You're muted.
1: You have any other tight ends you want to hit on?
0: Nope. All right. I am Let-
1: good. Let's go ahead and just jump over to defense. Uh, what low uh, or what cheap defense are you looking to? Uh, the Jets,
0: yeah, twenty six hundred dollars against Denver. Yep, seems uh, they're actually a good defense, which is weird
1: to say. Yeah, they've played pretty well. Um, yeah, I would agree. I think that's multiple
0: probable. sacks in every game except one this year. They force interceptions in all but two games this year and they're not giving up points 10 17 20 over the last three and now they're facing a team that can't score And then how much
1: owners? how much ownership do you think even though they're super expensive has got to come to the bucks now at 3900 i know they're 3900
0: but those are those are the top two. So if you're paying down, it's the Jets, and if you're paying up, it's the Bucks. Those are the top two in, in a projected ownership. Fifteen. percent And I and imagine 12%. it's probably going to go higher now yeah. with Christian
1: McCaffrey. I mean, they have yeah. nobody that you're afraid of at all.
0: Yeah, you're going to see a lot of people play the Bucks. And honestly, I think that if if you do have if you get to the end of your build and you have four K available, play Dallas, play the Dallas defense. I mean, they. I know that they're playing Detroit, but how many? We said this when Detroit went to New England. How many times did, does Jared Goff turn into a pumpkin on the road? Yeah. But and this Dallas defense is Jared Goff is awful under pressure. And this Dallas defense is the best pass rushing team in the NFL. And I know we just, you know, they just give up points to Philly, but Philly has the best offensive line in the NFL. So they were able to at least mitigate some of that pass rush. But I mean, even Jalen Hurts was still, you know, under pressure back there. So. I just, I think they absolutely can turn golf over. And I'm telling you, I'm going to keep saying it that the Turpin touchdown is coming. He got, he got, he got tackled again last week with only one man to beat. It's, it's coming. It's coming. His touchdown's coming. So if, if you have 4K, I would play, I would play Dallas over Tampa Bay, but the, I probably the, will just play the Jets myself. The other thing
1: I would say with, is with Detroit, though, is Detroit's offensive line is elite, like top three. Like they are. Uh, th- third and adjusted line yards on the season. They're also in terms of sacks. They've given up. They've allowed the fewest amount of sacks on the season. They have a three point three adjusted sack rate, which is the lowest in the league. Uh, they've done a very very good job of protecting Jared Goff. I think the the game against the Patriots had more to do with one. They, I mean, like I said, Ross St. Brown was extremely limited in that uh, in that game. He only played, I think, like twenty five percent of the snaps or whatever. Um, and then you know, no DeAndre Swift, and so. They're going to have they have the entire complement of, of of pass catchers now available to them. Everybody's healthy, and so I think this will be a little bit different. And like I said, they've done a very good job of keeping Jared Goff upright and not allowing many sacks here. So, um, yeah, I mean, for whatever that's worth, I that that that's what would be my pushback on Detroit and how good their offensive line has been,
0: for sure. But I, I think. Uh... It's definitely – the upside is definitely there, though, with Dallas, who's projecting at 0.6, the, the second lowest uh, owned defense. Um, I mean, I, the upside is just there for for that defensive unit. And like I said, Turpin, he very well could house two touchdowns um, in, in one game. So um, it's just a, a pivot off of, you know, everybody's going to play Tampa Bay at the exact same price. Like I said, I probably will not even pay 4K for a defense because that's a little egregious. Um, we can't even predict defensive points scored. Um, so I will end up probably with the jets and just, you know, play, just eat the chalk there and and save salary and be different elsewhere. Um, but yeah, if you somehow have 4k, I would, I would play Dallas over Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, not a bad pivot. Um, I also think the Packers at $3,400, I think, is an interesting spot to get to um, with Taylor Heineke at quarterback. Yeah. Taylor Heineke's not very good. Um, no. And so I, I think he's – and then uh, the Broncos at 3300 if you're wanting to pay up also, with Zach Wilson at quarterback. The problem is I just don't think they're going to throw the ball very much. They're just going to lean on Brees Hall. So
0: um. Yeah, I'm probably just going to play the Jets. It's the lowest total of the week, 38.5. That is is that is insanely low. And Jets are only one-point underdog on the road, so it's basically a pick em.
1: Does CMC play Sunday? I don't think he will. This is far, far too much little time for him to be ready.
0: Yeah, this is. Ah, uh, I mean it's Thursday night. I mean he'll be in. Yeah, I would say no. They've already they've already installed their game plan.
1: Yeah, and you're gonna want it. So I and I think because I their schedule is I know that. So man, this really kills everybody. Like if you had Elijah Mitchell, might as well just, you could just this not worry about him anymore. Uh, and then Jeff Wilson's pretty much dead. Um uh, but, uh, at least for the, you have one more, I guess, week.
0: Probably. You know who this is good for? It's good for Debo. Cause he's not going to have to run the ball anymore. He may, yeah, he but... may still get a couple carries just to change up the looks, but I mean, they, they have no reason. They, they brought, they bring him in as like the RB two or RB three when they are dealing with depth issues. But like, When it's historically been, you know, Mitchell, Wilson, um, who's the other guys that they've had over the last couple of years where the Mostert, when Mostert was there, like those, those guys would carry the rock over and over again. And I mean, Debo only started coming in last, last year to carry the ball because um, what's his face went on IR. And so, you know, bringing CMC in, CMC is going to play. You don't give up a second third and fourth round pick for a running back and then not play him every single snap <laughs> so i, I have uh, seen
1: i didn't see the compensation they give yeah. up a second third and fourth
0: yeah i just saw the Shefty tweet i just got the i got the notification on my phone that's why 49ers are sending second third and fourth round picks in 2023 and a fifth round pick in 2024. so yeah jesus that's a lot yeah okay
1: but yeah, at least for this week, even even for I mean, I don't think it really changed anything for DFS purposes because, like I said, I would no, be shocked. It shouldn't because so they had they have this week and then next week they play the Rams and then they go on by. Uh, So
0: he'll play next week, one hundred percent. But I think he I would think play. But I wouldn't be game... surprised
1: if it's a little bit more of a not a full complement of snaps. It's working him in, giving him some pretty straight. Now I would say I think running backs would probably be a little bit easier to yeah. uh, work in, and you know.
0: I mean, the Broncos just signed Latavius Murray off of freaking the Saints practice squad and played him the whole game the other day. So
1: yeah, so it's,
0: like you said, it's running backs a little bit easier of a position to to just pick up and pick up and go, because um, yeah. you're you're really only responsible for a couple different things. Um, I mean, blitz pickups will be one of them. And then just you know knowing which direction to run the balls the other and who to run behind, but I mean knowing who to run behind is kind of easy because you just go where the holes open up, right? So, um, yeah, they'll figure it. They'll figure it out. And there's, I mean, Shanahan, he's you know he's smart enough. He can get McCaffrey involved even if he's not playing hundred percent of snaps right away. He'll yeah. he'll still get him scheme touches and just say, hey, do this, do that.
1: And I, I, also, I also don't think it's actually a bad. Um, I, I think the, the Panthers are being smart in what they're doing. They, they need to acquire a bunch of assets.
0: Oh, right? absolutely.
1: They are. They need to go into full teardown mode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of like what we saw with like the Dolphins right, a few years ago. Yep. Where that's what they did. I mean, they tore it all down. They yep. just kept and trading, now trading, 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 acquiring, getting just a, a war chest of picks um, to be able to do a lot with. And I, that's what they need. They yep. need to tear this thing down. They, they got rid of the coach, get rid of him um you know hopefully you know just suck the rest of the year get get the number one overall pick next year there's really next year's draft is loaded with talent and so you know you could probably you're going to get your probably franchise quarterback out of next year's draft and so i i think what they're doing is very smart like i really wouldn't be surprised at this point if they still trade dj Moore um if they can find a spot for him they so, I,
0: I think they will it sounds like he's uh um, I've even heard rumors that he would, he may end up in Dallas, which if Dallas gets him, that would, that would be amazing. I think he'd be a perfect fit for Dallas and he's, exactly yeah, the, the, the only hard part is
1: unless they're going to figure out ways to, because they're still paying a lot. There's still a lot of dead cap that are going to be on these contracts, uh, for these guys that are going to continue to pay for them. So yeah, I think it would actually cost more because you're going to be asking Carolina to pay like a heavy um, but the the
0: tanking teams usually are okay with paying more because I mean they're they know they're you know they don't have to to fork up money this year for these salaries so they're and they get well, I think it's I, I, return, I so. think it'll
1: be interesting to see if we, we see like a uh, a rework contract for Christian McCaffrey or anything like that which I guess that news probably would have already have came out if they were going to because I mean he had thirty yeah thirty million guaranteed on his contract um, because his dead cap was for this year was the highest with 27 million. But even next year, he still has 18 million in dead cap, which goes all towards the Panthers Mm -hmm. 10 million, almost 11 million in dead cap in 2024. That's a lot of money to be paying a player. That's not going to be there for the next two years. So I'm wondering if they are going to figure something out to rework his contract. So that doesn't happen Uh, because that's a lot of money to be having on their books uh, with, for players that aren't going to be there.
0: Yeah. I don't know. So
1: anyways, anyways, we we see we said we were gonna do it and now here we are, we're going down the road. Yeah, we
0: need to, we need to build a lineup and get the hell out of here Yeah, we So let, let's go ahead and build
1: the lineup. Start it off. Uh who are we going with first?
0: Um I like the mm. let's go Eckler. All right, since I can do it, I'm gonna go Justin Herbert. Okay, Gerald Everett. I was I was ho- hoping you would pick uh pick Herbert.
1: And let's go DK Metcalf to run it back.
0: Nice. That's exactly what I would have done. Uh, Let's just plug in Jets, D. I'm
1: going to go with a little bit of a salary savings here at running back, and I'm going to go with Travis Etienne.
0: Okay, and I'm going to save some salary at wide receiver with Duvernay. Still get Baltimore exposure, even though we don't have Lamar Andrews.
1: Here, I think – okay, I'm going to go with – let's lock in T Higgins.
0: Okay, and that leaves us with – Uh, Dobbs. Exactly what I thought you were going to
1: do as I saw. him. Um, okay. So that's this team. Uh, no money left on the side of the table. We have Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, Travis, Etienne, DK Metcalf, Devin Duvernay, T Higgins, Gerald Everett, Romeo Dobbs and jets defense. We are locking that in for week seven. All right. I feel pretty good. I actually really like that team quite a bit. Um, so do I. So I think this is a, a, a pretty good slate to get a little bit different, go a little bit off the board. With still being able to fit in some of the chalk, I think there's some nice leverage plays out there. Um, but you know, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it was good that we were live when this happened. This would have been the worst if we just would have ended and the Christian McCaffrey thing would have happened. Um, so we were able to talk through that a little bit, and so that that is uh, that worked out. Thank you NFL for aligning that for us. Um, so, anyways, I appreciate everybody checking us out. Appreciate everybody listening to the show. If you're sure, if you want to, we have an absolutely free Discord. You can jump there. You can find it in the description of the podcast youtube wherever you're following us uh there are uh, links to that uh everywhere it's absolutely free whether you're into dfs redraft dynasty player props player props is popping uh all the time with with uh tom and cody and a lot of other guys in there talking about props for the week so if that's something you're into go ahead and jump in there i appreciate everybody checking out the show hopefully we will get the three-man band back together with DeBro for week eight uh with that being said hope everybody has a great weekend hope everybody wins a lot of money this weekend. Have a good weekend. We will see you guys next week.
0: We out. Think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? big man (laughs) treat you like you're a little man Tell me what to do You know who you're talking to